Hello everybody and welcome to Dungeons and Drams. This is a live play podcast where some of your favorite YouTubers from the whiskey community get together and play D&D. You don't need to know anything about whiskey to enjoy this homebrewed campaign through the lands of Domidium, but as with many things in life, it's better enjoyed with a glass of whiskey. We stream every week on YouTube on the Dungeons and Drams channel, which you can find a link to in the description. One quick note, the first few episodes were not recorded with a podcast in mind, and although editing can clear up some of this, please be patient if the audio or the acting aren't as perfect as they could be. We think you'll really enjoy our group and hope that you continue to listen. Now, on to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode of Dungeons and Drams. My name is Bill, and I'll be your dungeon master for this evening. Joining me tonight are our four adventurers, many of whom you'll recognize. Let's go around the table and get to know them and their characters. So first, we're going to start off with Ed. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your character and about yourself. Hello, my name is Ed. You may know me from the worst channel on YouTube, The Rock Cut Review. <laughs> and tonight, I am playing the rock gnome, Anomio Banderas. To many, he is simply an uncouth and crude young rock gnome. But when evil threatens the weak, and the powerless. He dons his mask, and he takes up his wide-brimmed hat and draws forth his rapier in search of justice. And of course, any resemblance to certain characters owned by the Disney Corporation is entirely coincidental. Entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that was better than the first time. So well done, I know. You need to warm up. Yes. All right, Fabulous. Molly, take it away. All right. So my name is Molly, and I am not on the YouTubes like these lovely gentlemen are, but I do have my very own blog that I write. Um, it's all about living life with type one diabetes because that is the chronic condition that I am so lucky to have. <laughs> um, and I am playing in this campaign as Daphne Daffy Sage Blossom, and I just love the trees and the planet and the earth, like. I'm Captain Planet basically in the D&D world. Um, I am a wood elf paladin, and I am just super excited to be playing in this campaign. Fantastic. We're very excited to have you here, Molly. And uh, I'm actually very excited to run D&D for Paladin. Never happened. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. All right. So up next, we have Jason. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. I, am, uh, I am Jason C. from the Mass and Drum. This is my first... Uh, well, first, if you guys haven't followed the Mastin Drum, what are you doing? Find, uh, follow the Mastin Drum <laughs> for uh, bourbon reviews and some other great stuff um, uh, that I do each and every week, including my live stream on Wednesdays. This is my first kind of go around with the uh, in, with Dungeons and Dragons in a long time. Uh, so for this go around, definitely honored to be part of this. Something a little different for me to do rather than just drink whiskey all night. And at least I get to do it with friends playing some role, role play fantasy gaming, which is amazing. So my character, I am Alessio Morte, the Eldrin Rogue. Uh, I am. I have a very, very tortured past, which you will find out what that's all about. Um, I kind of live in the shadows. I have a lot of acrobatic skills. I kind of will sneak up on you, and I might knife you in the back a little bit. Not so <laughs> sure if I'm quite so good. Not so sure if I'm quite so bad. You're going to have to find out, but he has a very very tortured backstory uh and i'm just looking forward to uh sneaking up on some people and stabbing him in the neck it'll be fun it's a lovely sentiment i love it <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh last but not least we've got clifton 
Hello, I'm Clifton. Uh, I have a channel called Bourbon Bites where I do whiskey reviews with a gaming twist. So I was absolutely thrilled to be invited by Bill to be a part of this. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons at all. So I'm a total noob here. So if any of you guys are watching at home that have never played it before, I'm with you. I'm going to learn along the way. Um, but my character um, also had a trouble past like our friend Alicia. Um, he grew up on the streets. His name is Nobilis, named after none other than my favorite whiskey, Knob Creek. <laughs> So Nobilis is a half-elf um, warlock. Um, he had a very troubled childhood. He grew up on his own. Um, but now he's on the run for some, from something much darker, a pact that he made in the past that he does regret a good bit. So uh, that's all. I'll leave it there. But um, I'm very excited. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so one question that I know we always answer for ourselves on the Whiskey Channels is, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, to you guys I mean, and to the chat. But yes. <laughs> So, well, oh, we we know what what Cliffy's drinking. Yeah, we know. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to stick with Knob Creek this entire like campaign, but for now, I'm starting with the old label small batch. So you can you can years. only stop when I kill your character. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, brought, I brought an old tub as my punishment for if I have to have one. There you go. Awesome. I, I went I went with the most Dungeons and Dragons sounding whiskey I could find, and that is the Middleton Der Gaelic from the Knockrath Forest. And plus, it's almost uh, St. Patty's Day, so why not do a little Irish? And I, I have a little brandy, a little uh, cognac I'll be switching to later, so. Awesome. Speaking of brandy, I thought it very fitting for my character, who uh, is, is definitely not from Spain, but whatever's closest to it in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the gaming world. I have a little brandy de Jerez from Lestau. Fantastic. I, I wanna, I wanna... I want to imagine that you've been practicing this accent in your car driving because you know, oh, one hundred percent. Because who, yeah. who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have more? within arm's reach. Um, a little birdie told me about this three chord, the whiskey mm. dictionary. Yeah, that's that's on there. So I'll be indulging in that this evening. Molly, I'm going to grant you advantage on your first couple of rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, think ahead, guys. Think ahead. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, excellent. So last thing, I just, you know, thank you everybody for joining tonight. This is a, a big night. I've been working towards this for about a year. Um, I started playing a campaign with some some friends privately to practice for this. Um, and tonight's obviously a big night. A lot of effort went in tonight. So I really appreciate everybody who tuned in. And uh, for anybody who can't stay for the whole thing, just know that we're going to be, I'm going to be, um, this will become unlisted as soon as it's finished going live and then i'll be editing it over the next couple days and releasing it in chunks that are a little bit more you know bite size think like half hour um each game is going to roughly run about an hour and a half so we're going to aim to do 9 30 to 11 o'clock eastern and uh that's it for the technical stuff so now something fun um a little bit of a homebrew that i'm happy to uh have th this crew here help me out with so uh let me even just say this. So first off, we're playing in a homebrew world. So there's going to be stuff that you've never seen before, but you know, mostly it's it's going to be a lot of the D&D monsters that, that you're aware of, plus some extra fun. Uh, we'll be following pretty closely with 5th edition rules, um, and one of the homebrew rules that I love is called Risky Whiskey. So the idea is, at any point during the session, each person has one opportunity to re-roll at the cost of, you know, Kicking it back, <laughs> taking a big chug of whatever you're drinking. Doesn't have to be the whole thing, but something something worth it. Um, so if you roll a really crappy roll and it's important, consider drinking. 
Um, so, but you have to call it risky whiskey when you do it because it will be funny to try to say that after we've been drinking for about an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, and uh, the reason it's risky is that you have to use the new roll. So you could definitely roll worse. All right, uh, we're all here to have fun, enjoy some beverages, and go on an adventure. So um, we hope you love what we put together, and please be patient with any technical issues that we have tonight, as you already have been. So uh, lastly, there's some links in the description for joining the Discord and finding us across all of the web. Uh, all of these people that are here with me tonight, I have links to their uh, appropriate areas of the internet. And after this, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. All right, cool. All right. So I think it's time for us to play a little D&D. Welcome to the lands of Domidium. The year is 392 of the Second Era. The world is comprised of three main continents, Avera, Lithuan, and Akari, as well as several island nations. We'll be starting our adventure on the continent of Lithuan. The demographic here is mostly elven. However, gnomes, halflings, and the occasional eladrin, and recently humans, make their homes here. To the south, there are massive expanses of forest called the Copper Groves, where the wood elves make their homes. To the west, built into the rolling hills and forest, is the halfling home of Peewallow. Situated close by and built into the cliffside is the town of Hobblehaven, where the gnomes tinker with their bizarre contraptions and occasionally cause massive explosions. Not always on purpose. The Rift of Qualis is the centrally located grouping of massive purple gemstones that surround the Eladrin's settlement here on the material plane. Further to the north is the Bloom Sea Ice Fields, an ever-changing collection of massive ice flows, which is home to the nomadic snow elves. In the center of the continent is the capital city of Riviere. Situated in the middle of Loch Gilreal, this is where the high elves of the land call home, and where the Zephyr Council sits, comprised of one representative of the halfling, gnome, wood, frost, and high elves. They rarely impose their will upon the land, but when they do, the citizens follow it without question. This has led to several hundred years of peace and prosperity among the elven people, but has come with a bit more xenophobia than in the past. And elves hold positions of power and comprise the majority of the guards in nearly every settlement on the continent. However, our story starts in the southern harbor town of Alueth, where we meet Anomio. Anomio, you've been walking yes. for a few days from your hometown of Hobblehaven and traveling through the Copper Groves, sticking mostly to the roads You've been able to avoid any major issues as you've been making camp with traveling groups of merchants and common folk. Several reports of people seeing what sounds like Elfiel's carriage has led you to Alwith Harbor. As you cross from the woods and catch your first glimpse of the ocean, you note the crisp smell of the sea air, the occasional call of the seagulls overhead, much different than the burning metal and banging of hammers you're used to hearing. You pass guards as you walk in, and they stop you. They ask you name, hometown, and reason for visiting. Uh, well, hello. I am Anomio Banderas, and I have traveled here with a company of merchants, and I, uh, I simply seek to stay the night in your fine city. So they, they ask you if you have any sort of uh, papers, any, any, anything, are you on any sort of formal, formal visit? Well, no, of course not. I, I assumed that it was fine to move about the countryside, as you know, we are all, we are all fake creatures here. What, uh, what need of papers do I have? All right. So they, they take out a little clipboard. They write down your name, Anomio Benderes, and they uh, little squiggle over the R, <laughs> and uh, they say, enjoy <laughs> your time, <laughs> enjoy your time in the harbor. Um, well, thank you. So. Where is the nearest pub? 
I require wine and also spirits. He looks, he kind of looks you up and down a little bit. He says, uh, I think the drunken seal is probably more for you. The The Red Sun, Red Sun Inn is a little bit more high class. <laughs> oh, sir, you do not think I know my way. Around... Oh, that was a little too French. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you do not think I know my way around the high society. Well, sir, I will tell you, I, I come from many, many different communities. I know the facets of life. I will show you how classy I can be. And I flip him a coin and stroll off. Oh, all right. Well, what do you flip him? Uh, so one silver piece. A silver piece? All right. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, uh, he lets it fall to the ground and then kind of just looks at you for a minute. Leans over and picks it up. Says, all right. Red sun in it is. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at his buddy. He's like, do you believe this guy? <laughs> all right. So uh, now that you've been allowed into the harbor, uh, you continue your walk. So, so you're you're roughly here. Um, so you kind of came in, saw some guards. All right. So now that you've been allowed into the harbor, you continue your walk. You smell it before you see it. There's definitely a stable nearby. Uh, you note a building right off the main road called the Golden Forest Stables. Uh, go ahead and roll perception for me. First roll of the night. Oh boy. Well, I got a nine. So I know Mio is not very perceptive today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. He's, he's he's admiring the the wonders and the the nice sea air, and he's too busy. He can't. He's not very perceptive right now. <laughs> no problem. So a small human boy runs into you, trips and falls. He looks around to see if you noticed. How could you not? And then he runs away behind the stables. You look down and notice that your coin purse has been ripped, and you appear to be missing two gold. Oh. So we have as you watch him leave. As you watch him leave uh, behind the stable, you note a very fancy-looking wheel attached to a fancier-looking carriage. Ooh, that is quite interesting. Well, I'm going to follow this little rapscallion back behind the stables. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what, what he's up to. Sure. So you come around the back of the stables. You don't see the boy, but you do take a look at the carriage. And uh, it's currently unhooked from any sort of horses. It's black paint, red trim, along with its open top and plush cushion seats. You basically, you're pretty sure that this is either from some noble or perhaps your following of clues has led you to another about Elfiel's location. Oh, um, oh that brigand, he is somewhere in town. Well, I... Well, and I want to make very clear, I'm still in my Anomio, guys. I haven't yet donned my mask and my sombrero de Cordobas. So I want to make very clear that right now I'm just a nice little urchin. But uh, somewhere in this town, he must be. We shall find him. If he is in the stables, he must have gotten some sort of room to stay in nearby. Should probably go check out the inn. Sure. Um, so... Just something to note. So as you're next to the stables, uh, you're, you're kind of looking through one of the windows, you know, as, as you would, it's like just pretty wide mm -hmm. open and you hear something. You hear, uh, sorry. Um, you hear a voice say, don't move. And then you hear a bang inside of the stable and then it goes quiet. Oh, there is skullduggery afoot. I go, I, 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 I creepily sneak up to the to the front of the the barn 
So and... let me let me tell you a little bit about this barn, so you can have an idea of what the what the, what it kind of looks like. So the barn is like any other building. It's got a stone base with wooden walls. Multiple windows on the base level reveal several horses. Uh, some with their heads sticking out, and some apparently a bit more shy. There are windows on the top level as well, revealing some bales of hay and spare lumber. The building's surrounded by crates and hay, hay bales as well. So, what would you like to do? So the crates are outside of the, outside of the building near the yeah, windows. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna climb up on those crates real quick with my little itty bitty gnome legs. I'm gonna <laughs> scramble on up there, take a little peek, take a little peek inside. So are you going up to the second floor? Yes, like and then I will peek inside and see what the, the noise is about. All right, so uh, you don't see anything other than, as I mentioned, just spare lumber, some tools, paint, hay. Uh, but what you do hear, um, you hear the voice that you did not hear before. So you, you had heard a voice say, don't move. And you hear a second mm -hmm. voice say, I don't know who he is. He paid me 10 gold to take care of his horses and carriages, then he uh, his carriage, and then he left. I don't have any, the money on me. And the, mm. uh, the other voice says, well, if you don't have the money, maybe I'll just kill the horse. No one kills horses on Anomio's watch. I try the window. Give the window a little push. See if it, see if it's, it's, if it's loose, if I can sneak on in. Sure. Uh, the, it's a, why don't you give me a, a stealth? Sure. Um, oof. Well, all right. It was an eight. An eight. Not the best. All right. So uh, it, it creaks a little bit, but not a big deal. An, an eight's not good, but it's not as bad as it could have been. You're pretty sure that nobody heard you. Okay. Okay, good. Well, then I will sneak up onto this landing here and edge out to the, what I assume is a little overhang. Correct. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so what you're what you're on right now is basically some old old wood, you know, kind of a above, like a loft above where the horse state uh, the horse stables, I guess. Um, the horse spots. <laughs> would be yeah. <laughs> the horse spots. <laughs> yeah, the horse spots. Horse um, horse beds. Horse beds. That works. So uh, anyway, you're you're peeking over the side, and you notice underneath, you're able to see what looks like a you know a ruffian of some sort. He's got a, a mask covering his face. And a um, more well-to, not well-to-do, but definitely not, not in poverty. Like, he's dressed okay, um, especially for working in a stable. And uh, you see the, the bandit has um, his hand kind of gripping the other guy's neck, and he's pushing him back towards the bed. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, we shan't be having any of that knavery around here. I quickly slip on my little diamond mask and my little hat um, because I'm going to stride out, grip it, you know, jump down. Wait, how, how high up am I? You're not very high. Maybe like, maybe like 10 feet. It's, it's certainly something that you could jump. Okay. So I'm going to jump down, be masked with my hand on my rapier. And I go, excuse me, sir, but it seems that you are bullying this man. And don't you know that I hate bullies? I suggest you take your leave, for I do not wish to draw my rapier upon you, but she is thirsty for the blood of evil men, and I cannot promise you what will happen if you force me to. <laughs> Go ahead and roll intimidation for me, please. Okay. 
13. 13. All right. That's actually not bad. Um, so he, you definitely have his attention, and he's uh, he's now kind of looking and realizing that you're blocking his main way out. Um, he's probably gone from being a mugger, or a a, uh, a thief to potentially a mugger at this point. Uh, but you know, for that, he's going to attack you. Um, okay. All right. So you guys are going to enter combat, and this is also going to be the first time I'm doing this here. So I just added you to an encounter. So go ahead and roll initiative for me. You got it. Got a big old eleven. And well, that's all right. He he rolled. Uh, no, you got a four. I did get a four. I got yes. a four. He my, got an my, eleven. My bandit got eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting. You that you're fighting a bandit. <laughs> yes. All right. So he's gonna go. He's gonna take the uh, the first attack on you. So he's gonna kind of move right up in your grill, and he okay. is going to make a dagger attack against you i believe let's see yes a dagger attack uh boom all right <laughs> so, gonna... so you you really did apparently intimidate him because he epic failed on that on that <laughs> attack so he rolled a five so yeah uh, yep. no 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 that will not be enough sir <laughs> you are only embarrassing yourself <laughs> um right. well i better start so gonna be the end of this turn yep yeah, better sidestep and, and just try to give him a good whack with the rapier. Could I Could I actually do... I don't actually want to kill him. Can I just mm-hmm. smack him on the butt with the, with the flat of the blade? <laughs> uh, actually, you, you sure can. That was a heck of an uh, attack. Um, <laughs> that is demoralizing, if nothing else. So you, you, uh, you take your sword, you smack him on the butt, uh, but you accidentally kind of cut the back of his leg, and now he's, he's fallen to the ground, and He's uh he's looking up at you, completely. Uh, actually, I will just say you're. We're now out of combat. <laughs> he's, got no, he's got no more interest in fighting you. Uh, eleven damage on one hit is crazy for a level one. All right. Uh-huh, anyway, yeah. So, so, well, duelist. So, I got that. Pl- I got that nice plus two. <laughs> so uh, do me a favor. Now that he's on the on the ground and he's he's kind of got his hand up like he wants you to stop. Um, roll a perception for me. You got it. Well, All right, so you you clock a, a strange marking on his uh, his wrist. It's a, a circle, just a black circle, a tattoo. Hmm. Um, and he says, "Please, please, I'm just trying to just trying to do, you know, this is what I do. I I I just I wasn't gonna hurt him. I just need some money." Mm. Uh, but sir, there are better ways to make your money. Perhaps you could enlighten me as to uh, the meaning. Of your little tattoo that you have there. Well, he he looks down at it. He says, uh, "You're not from around here, are you?" Well, no, I'm afraid not. But uh, perhaps with your help, I will become more familiar quickly. I think uh, your life depends on it. Uh, he he looks down. He look kind of looks out the window, and uh, you hear. Before you can answer you, you hear the sound of a bucket falling uh, somewhere around here. Um, definitely a big clang. Mm. He pauses for a minute to see what you'll do. <laughs> well, sir, it looks like you are going to earn your keep today. For you get to go first. And I push him out towards the, towards the sound of the bucket. Fantastic. All right, so you push him out. Um, 
and he starts walking over here. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're following him? Yes, I am or following no. him. Okay. You push him out into the uh, the middle of the this, this stable, um, you know, dirt kicking up and everything, and you look over, and there's a, a bucket laying on the ground right here. Um, do you continue to push him, or...? Mm -hmm. Yes, and okay. is the, the gentleman he was uh, uh, threatening is still in the barn with yes. me? Yes, uh, so he stayed back in the room that he was originally in. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I say to him, please, senor, do not leave, for you and I must have a conversation as well. Um, but then, yes, I continue to push him towards the sound of the clanging bucket. Excellent. All right. So uh, the the man yet to be named, uh, he shakes his head. Yes, he says, all right, no problem. Um, and then uh, he, he actually says to you, he says, I wouldn't kill him if you have a choice. Um, so the bandit starts walking towards this uh, to the horse stall. And uh, he looks in. He just says, there's nothing there. Just a bucket. Mm. And... You, I am uh, loath assume... to believe you, sir. Please, uh, won't you stand over there by the other stall, sit cross-legged for me with your hands upon your head, and do not move, for right. I must he investigate. He does what you ask. He, he's all limping right. the whole time, but he, he sits down, kind of like, ah. So, all right, so you're going to go check out the horse stall? I'm going to go check out the horse stall. So you go look, the uh, the horse kind of sticks his head out into the, the middle area, and he's a very affectionate horse. He's kind of rubbing Aww. his head against yours. Um, and he, you do see a bucket on the ground, but you don't see any real cause for it. Mm, nothing nothing above me? Nothing. There's there's no, no hole perception. in the, the hay, bay, hay loft or anything mm -hmm. like that? So you're correct. So there there is a, basically there's a loft above both sets of stalls. Uh, mm -hmm. That was the word I was looking for earlier, by the way. The, what did I say? The horse horse something <laughs> i don't even know horse bed horse spot horse, whatever horse spot, yeah. <laughs> or horse house <laughs> so, horse house yeah yes yeah, exactly um anyway so yes there's a loft above all of them so uh roll a perception for me yes sir let's see if you uh notice anything another 12 perception oh. is not your jam is it <laughs> no no i i have terrible wisdom no <laughs> that's totally fine <laughs> um so you look up and and just based off the location of the bucket you think probably it wasn't thrown or dropped or anything from up above you um you'd probably deduce that it was thrown in through the window mm. yeah in the back of each one of these stalls there's a window Ooh, and window. in this particular one it's open do we have a little sneak thief out there i wonder i mm. think we probably do well I, i'm going to uh turn around to our bandit friend and say well sir you have earned a reprieve today. Now, I very much suggest that you tell me why you are uh, harrying this fine gentleman. Um, the bandit looks at you and uh, he, he says, I saw the fancy coach outside. I, I figured this guy probably had some gold on him and it doesn't get more complicated than that. Well, sir, let me inform you of something. If I catch you in these type of behavior again. I promise you, a swift smack on the bottom will be the least of your troubles. I suggest <laughs> you take your leave. Awesome. All right, so as as you're kind of finishing this up, a guard actually comes in through the front, and he uh, he says, yeah, I heard some some noise. And the uh, the man that was being harried uh, comes out, and he, he points over at the bandit. He says, that, that man was trying to mug me. 
Uh, the guard kind of comes over. He says, I know you. And he grabs him by the by the back of the, the shirt, picks him up, and pushes him out the out the front of the um, stable. Mm. So right. he's now walking him away. Very good. Now, as for you, kind gentlemen, since uh, I seem to have helped you out, maybe you can assist me. Would you please tell me, uh, who is the man for whom you are watching this uh, this lovely cart outside. So he walks back into the the room where you initially were were rescuing him and he uh, picks some papers up off the table and he looks at them and he he kind of you know sifts through them a little bit. He says uh, uh do, do, do. he says that he's watching this for a man named uh, Elfiel and he's mm. supposed to be watching the carriage and one of his horses for 2 months for the price of 10 gold. Uh Elf uh. Yeah, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please, continue. <laughs> well, roll, roll persuasion for me for me to continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm even worse at persuasion. <laughs> uh, so he, he's, he says, uh, I saw him get on a ship yesterday. I'm not sure where it was going to. Mm, I see, I see. So tell me, tell me, sir, this, this man, I, I must find him he has hurt someone very very dear to me and you would be doing a great service if you could tell me anything more that you know about what he was doing when he was in your fine town a five's gonna be tough <laughs> <laughs> but i will remind you risky whiskey's a thing oh there we go let's let's do it let's 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 finish some brandy. Let's let's re-roll. Let's re-roll right. our persuasion. Go for it. Risky whiskey. <laughs> Thirteen. All right. Much there we go. Much there better. There we go. All right. So he shifts through his papers and uh, he said, "I don't usually tell people much, but you you help me out." So I'll tell you. He's heading over to Knife's Edge, which uh, you you would know is a human settlement on Akari, which is one of the other continents, um, where oftentimes prisoners are sent to um they are then transported over to an orcish camp for manual labor mm. and he 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 confirms that it did in fact leave yesterday all right well sir thank you I what is your name sir uh my name is cardin uh cardin what a fine noble name i appreciate you cardin let you let me tell you sir that you you a wonderful, wonderful man. And I am in your debt. For if you ever need the assistance of the masked Avenger Noro, please do not hesitate to reach out and find me if I'm in the area. If I'm not, well, you're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Card Cardin kind of looks at you and he, he I mean, you proved yourself. You you whacked that guy. You didn't even have to fight him and you, you took him out in one hit. He's he's very impressed. So he uh he picks up a scrap of paper, he actually writes is that is that like uh N O R Ah, uh, my <laughs> sir. And I take off my rapier and I do a quick uh, uh G on the paper. Of course, it is spelled with a G. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Noro. A pleasure to meet you as well, sir. I would like before 
as I take my leave, I'd like to peek around the edge of the barn to see the uh, the windows by the stalls where that mm -hmm. bucket probably came from. Sure. Just take a quick peek. One more peek. All right, uh, roll roll a perce uh, perception for me. All right, not my strong suit. Oh! <laughs> I'll have everybody know that he rolled another five. It was a five. <laughs> like I'm going one. to uh, I'm going to call out uh, young urchin if uh, if that is you behind the stables. Uh, fear not. I I think my two gold will be much better spent by you than it would have by me but do please be careful the next person you steal from might not be so kind and then i take my leave quickly Excellent. quickly changing back into the ruffian and nomeo banderas by taking off my mask Fantastic. <laughs> which is which is the sum total of my transformation Oh, you have the hat too, right? Or you oh, and the hat. hat and the hat. Yes. Gotta take the hat off. <laughs> All right. So Anomio makes his way further into the... Um, now I'm doing your voice. Makes his way further into... <laughs> <laughs> Anomio makes his way further into the harbor. Uh, and uh, hearing Cardin thank him as he leaves. All right. And scene. All right. Excellent. All right. Let's, uh, let's pop back over here just to let everybody get a little FaceTime for a second. So thank you, uh, Ed. That was wonderful. So oh, up next, fun. I like that. That was fun. <laughs> Sorry about the technical issue. I, I'm glad you told me that you couldn't see stuff. Um, so yeah. Molly, definitely let me know immediately if you can't see the scene. Oh, I will. Over to it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. will. <laughs> oh, I will. I love it. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, Daphne's story here. So let me switch over to the scene. And any technical issues are just throwbacks to when we worked in an actual office together and I would run over to his office and I'd be like, Bill, this is broken, fix it. So, you know, this is yep. par for the course. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, excellent. So uh, this should be activating and I'm gonna do me and Molly. Ooh. All right, so it's just you and I for the moment. Daphne, <laughs> you've lived your whole life in the Copper Groves and lately been feeling the need to travel and put all of the teachings of your order into practice. You set up a meeting with Alyssa Glenfield, one of the heads of your order, to ask for an assignment. You've been approved for travel and told to report into another chapter of your order on the continent of Akari. You are to assist in bringing nature back to the disintegrated peaks. That was two days ago. You packed your belongings and your weapons and hit the road. The woods are as beautiful as ever, with shades of yellow, orange, and gold, and even the woodland creatures seem to be wishing you good luck on your trip. You've even spotted several deer watching you as you pass. You feel empowered to make something of yourself and teach your fellow citizens about your beliefs. It's about mid-afternoon when you see the edge of the forest. Just outside of it, you see a tall elven woman standing next to a wagon that has gone off the road and is in very deep mud. She sees you. She says, Hail, Paladin! I'm so glad you came by. Amy and I were traveling out of the woods and we saw something small scurry in front of our horses. They panicked, got loose from the cart, and we went off the road. Do you think it could help me in getting my horses and getting them hitched back up? Um, yeah, I, I would love to help, but first I need to just check, are, are the horses okay? What about the little creature? I mean, gosh, I just want to make sure that everyone's all right. Ah, uh, yeah, the horses are fine. They just, they ran. The horses are just right over there, and she she kind of points to her left, uh, up on top of the, the cliff. They're just, they're just eating grass, the big dumb things. They didn't want to run too far away, but they didn't want to be here either, apparently. All right, well, sure. How, how exactly can I help you? 
Well, uh, I mean, you look pretty tough. You could uh, help me push this wagon out of the mud. You could go help me get the horses. Um, I, what would you? How can you help me? <laughs> uh, let me let me go ahead and take care of those horses. Um, I I think that's the priority right now, just to make sure that those sweet little creatures are okay, and then I can help you with the wagon. All right, thank you. That would be such a big help. And she goes back to trying to push the wagon out of the mud. I'm going over to the closest one here. Excellent. So, uh, what are you? What are you doing? Horsey. <laughs> I'll <laughs> greet it first. Um, I'm just gonna try to uh, get the horse to follow me, and I'm gonna do the same thing with the other one back over to where the lady whose name I already forget uh, is. She didn't introduce herself. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's okay. Right. Like it, you just didn't ask. So. I'm well. I'm very kind, just helping a stranger. <laughs> Absolutely. As one, as one does. As one. Okay. Does. All right. So go ahead Here, and roll horsey, an horsey. Go ahead and roll an animal handling check for me. Sure. Oh my gosh! Five is the number of the night, apparently. Five is the number. So uh, the horse, the horse looks up, and it just kind of stares at you with its big, dumb horse eyes, and then it goes down back to eating some grass. Um, all right, good, good one, horsey, but come on now, we gotta, we gotta get you back over to the cart, you know, like, you can't just waste all day eating grass. You turned Minnesota in there for a minute. <laughs> I you? know, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just a disclaimer, I don't know what kinds of voices I'm gonna come oh, up with, so it, I'm gonna okay. kind of do what you do when we play games, and you just switch back and forth with, with, with whatever accent you fancy, so. Yeah, most of my people end up being Southern. <laughs> hey, you got them horses over there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, are, are you, you can try one more time if you'd like to. Um, yeah. I would like to point out the fact that you technically gave me a roll with advantage this evening um, because of my drink of choice. <laughs> I sure did. So, all right. Yeah, go ahead. Feel free. I like it. Oh, my god. 22. Gosh. Well, that's much better. You uh, you you had a critical uh, nat, nat 20. So uh, that horse, uh, it you know, apparently no longer cares about the, <laughs> the grass. It looks back up at you. <laughs> and uh, it's just somehow it just knows that it did wrong. And it turns around and it walks itself back to the cart. <laughs> With a net oh 20. I mean, what else is it going to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. So you, um, as you're, you're kind of helping with these horses, you hear a shriek. Um come from over to the I guess the east over to your right um okay. definitely sounds it's not the woman that you had been talking to it sounds more like a child all right well I would like to go see what's happening over there all right go ahead so uh you approach kind of you can keep going but you you approach this little overhang you can't see on top of it but you you hear kind of what sounds like uh somebody really just kind of trying to get away like you hear like little noises saying don't stop no and uh you see a young rock gnome with blue hair because <laughs> he got a blue hair <laughs> he's got a blue I hair did, i did that just for you um, that <laughs> fantastic <seems> to... <laughs> so you see a young rock gnome with blue hair that seems to be permanently fluffed out in all directions uh she was playing with a little creature um and you, as you kind of look down at it, you see twigs making up its arms and its legs are a little bit more than coiled roots with a semblance of toes. Leaves sprout from its shoulders and torso, which create the illusion of garments. 
Its face is a knotwork of branches and green vines. It evokes an expression of anger, and you see it reaching out for uh, the little girl's dress. Like a thorn ripping through cloth, the little creature tears angrily at the bottom of her dress, and she tries to run away, screaming. What would you like to do? I would like to come running into that situation and be like, uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, like to attack with my short sword. Can I do that? Absolutely, you can. All right. I'm going to scoot right up here. <laughs> Apparently oh. you can't. Oh. So you, you overestimate just how short this little creature is. And uh, as you go to take a take a swipe with your sword, its its branch actually kind of rips through the cloth of Amy, uh, Amy's dress, and it falls backwards, missing, and you miss it with your sword. Um, it now looks up at you and is going to make an attack against you. So it's going to hold out its 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 basically its its uh, arms look like they're covered in thorns, and it's going to take a swipe at you for a fifteen. Does that hit? Um... I, believe, I believe your AC is eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, but eighteen. You know, yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it it hits against your armor, and I mean it's a thorn; it's not going to go through plate mail, so uh, it misses. Now it's going to try to move kind of up alongside you here and uh, trying to get away. All right, your turn. Not so fast, little guy. Um, again, I'm going to try the short, short sword again. Let's, let's see how this goes. 19. Right. 19 definitely hits. Um, so go ahead and uh, so you rolled a seven. So it is seven, yep. it is almost dead. Um, it is you can you can tell it's very much injured and uh you you kind of cut off both of its legs and it's trying to claw its way across the ground all right anything else uh yes if i may deliver what is hopefully the the final blow to this awful horrid thing do you do you have multi-attack um actually Maybe I can't do that. Maybe I can't deliver the final <laughs> blow just yet. I was, was going to say. All right. So uh, I'm like pretty sure I know. All right. Anyway, so um, it is going to actively try to get itself away, which will evoke or invoke an opportunity attack. However, you see off slightly further two more of these little stick men appear at the at the edge of the woods. So it's going to take its turn trying to get away from you. If you want to take an opportunity attack, you can. Uh, absolutely. Uh, first, I need to move. There we go. Token over there. 18 definitely hits, and you do 8 damage to it. You, uh, you obliterate this thing. It is not even a shadow of its former self. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, okay. Anything else that you'd like to do with your turn? Um, I'd actually like to run over to the little blue haired person and ask if they're all right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Hey there, little buddy. Are, are you okay? And uh, she kind of looks down at her dress, and she's she's like kind of tugging at it. She's she looks more upset that her dress is ripped than anything. 
And she looks up at you and she says, that's a really pretty necklace. <laughs> oh, do you like emeralds? I sure do. Green's like definitely the best color, right? <laughs> well, I like blue. I like blue a lot. <laughs> so as you're having this conversation, the other, <laughs> one of the other uh, creatures is coming out of the, uh, how do how do you do this? Is it a control to do the, the distance? I'll just count 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. So one of these little things runs right up to you and it's going to make an attack against your back. So I'm actually, uh, you know what? Um, let's do this. Roll perception because you seem to kind of distract yourself and uh, I'm going to see if I want to give him advantage or not based off your perception roll. All right. Perception four. All right. four. So, he, so he's going to get advantage on his attack against you or its attack, okay. I should say. So a 17 to hit. Boy. All right. So even with advantage, he uh, he comes up. These things don't understand how armor works. And nope. it, it just pings up against the, uh, you know, some armor against your back calf and uh, definitely gets your attention. Now, the other is going to take its turn as well. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He can't quite make it to you, though. All right. Uh, it is now your turn. Are there two more or three more of these little things? So I don't know how to mark this thing as dead yet. Um, oh, okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a little skull on it so you can. Oh, I guess that's how you do it. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Perfect. Yeah, I was I was looking for something more overt, but I guess that works. Um, all right. So that that one's dead. So these two just moved within your view, and it is now your turn. So listen, Daffy's normally like a pretty patient and loving person, but that just to sneak up behind the back really just kind of pisses her off. So. Uh, I think we're just gonna try to punch <laughs> this one. That's closest <laughs> to me. Fantastic. So let's see here. Bear with me as I can get that action going. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe where where in the character she do? Can you recall where that would be under the uh, features? Do you have unarmed, so under inventory, you should have unarmed yep. strike. Aha, there we go. Right, 10. So you roll 10. Uh, 10 does not hit. So, oh, come on. Uh, uh, swing you know, and a I'll miss. Say, I'll say you, you, you hit it and it kind of falls over on the ground, gets right back up, but you kind of like hurt your knuckle a little bit, punching one of the thorns. So it's, it's fine. That's why I stick with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? I'm just going to prepare myself for its inevitable attack against me. All right. So up next is this little guy, um, the one that couldn't make it to you before. So he's going to run up and he's going to make a claw attack against you as well. And maybe I'll actually hit you. Although an 18 is freaking high. Nope, 16. definitely not. Nope. These things are, are just, the other one's going to make an attack against you as well. They're just beating on you, but just none of it's sticking. And uh, they're looking a little frustrated, but they're, they're also not much sense more than than to know frustration all right your turn and it's it's almost adorable because i'm just like all right guys like come on like we're all just <laughs> swinging and not even hitting each other so let, let me let me get serious for a moment and use a short sword to actually hit one of you oh come on <laughs> so as you take the uh as you take a, a swing with the short sword they both actually jump over it and they seem to really be enjoying the time <laughs> All right. Up next is uh, the one on the left. So it's going to try to jump onto your ankle 
and it's going to try to make uh, another attack against you. Still, man. Nope. You damn paladins and your plate are ar- your armor. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other one's going to take an attack against you as well. And man, that's another nope. five. These things really just can't do anything. At this point, actually, Amy sees that they're just being completely ineffectu- uh, ineffective against you. And uh, she kind of wants to get in on it. So she picks up a stick off the ground and she's <sighs> going to make an attack for an eight. But, you know, she's trying. She didn't. She didn't hit. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Let's let's get after them. <laughs> All right. May may I may I attack? Yes, absolutely. Your All turn. Right. Yep. All right. Come on. Thirteen something. Thirteen does not hit. Super painful. Uh, yeah, just barely doesn't hit. Um. All right. And then uh, up next is the one on the left again. Uh, it's actually going to make. An attack against you one more time. Let's do this. Nine. <laughs> All right. They're about to run away. <laughs> Actually, in <laughs> fact, I think the one on the right is going to run away. Uh, or at least attempt to. Um, if you want to make an opportunity attack. Otherwise, Amy's I mean, going to. Amy, if you want to, go for it. But at this point, this is just a joke. So I, I'm about done. I don't need to waste my energy on these little guys. Oh. She's feeling very energy, you know, very inspired by you. Oh, she rolls a 20. <laughs> and nice. uh, so she does just three damage to it, uh, which doesn't quite kill it, but it definitely, definitely uh, takes it down a peg. Um, and that one ends up escaping into the, uh, into the woods. Um, I believe it's your turn again. All right. I mean, Amy just freaking <laughs> got that one. You. So <laughs> I know she really showed me. So let's let's see if I can do anything. Oh, okay, a twenty. All right, that works. And five damage will kill. Five it. damage. All right. So this one, this one, uh, you you slice it in half, and it just kind of wriggles on the ground for a minute before it stops moving. All right. Perfect. Uh, you are now out of combat, and Amy looks up at you, and she's she's like, "Did you see that? Did you see it? I smacked it with my stick." <laughs> you did so good <laughs> who needs a sword when you have a stick <laughs> she looks very pleased with herself and uh all right so i rumple uh, her little blue hair and i'm just like you know what i like blue <laughs> she, she she actually looks very angry at you she she's like, don't touch, don't touch my hair don't. <laughs> but uh anyway so she uh she tries to hand you her stick she says do you want this um it's it's I'm, really I'm good it's good. really good against those little guys how about you hold on to this in case you encounter any more of those little guys? All right. All right. So she's she's just looking really happy with herself and she's like kind of doing like, yeah. You know. All right. So uh, anyway, so so uh, the the lady that you did not get her name, um, she she kind of rushes over. She had heard all of the commotion and uh, she's she sees what had happened. And uh, she, she says, thank you for helping us. You're every bit as kind as I've ever heard paladins to be. Uh I've managed to get the uh, the cart out of the mud, and uh, you know I've got. I'm, I think it'll be easy enough to get the other horse. Do you want to walk down to uh, Alawith with us? Uh, yes, but before I do, it just occurred to me that you know, stranger danger and all. Um, <laughs> who are you? What's your name? <laughs> uh, she says, "My name is Solana." Solana, and um, what business brings you there? Oh well. I was walking through the Copper Groves and I stumbled across this little girl here and I don't know where she came from, but I figured Alawith is the closest town. If there's anybody waiting for her, maybe they'll meet us there. So her uh, and I are making well, a trip. 
Well, Amy, um, do you have parents or someone that's looking for you? Like, what's what's your story, kiddo? Uh, I I hope they're looking for me. Uh, there was. Do you know what an owl bear is? Uh, it looks like it's unfortunately like, it's like an owl bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear, but it's also an owl. an owl. Yeah, we were we were camping in the forest, and we heard an owl bear outside, and. My parents and my sisters and my brothers and all of us, we ran and I got kind of left behind and then I wasn't able to find anybody. So then okay. Solana found me and we've been traveling. And, and how long ago did this, this whole incident occur, do you think? Oh, that was yesterday morning. <laughs> yesterday morning? Yesterday morning. Well, you're holding up remarkably well considering that's relatively traumatic. So what? Did you see? I just... I hit that thing with my, my stick. <laughs> I know. So do you think you could do that? If we encounter an owlbear, are you ready to do that to an owlbear? No, no, that's, that's, they're, they're very scary. Have you, do you know what, did you hear me? I didn't say like, I didn't say badger. It's an owl bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, punk. <laughs> At this right. point, Daffy's just like, okay, like little kid. I, I don't really interact with many children. So at first I thought she was really cute, but now I'm just slightly annoyed by like, you know, her sudden cockiness. <laughs> that fighting is so easy. Um, but I'm just going to turn to Sol Solana mm -hmm. and say, yes, I will accompany you. Um, I'm looking to get out of this general area myself and would like to see what kind of lovely nature we encounter on the way. Wonderful. All right. Uh, so Solana and you and Amy all work together to gather the other horse, put everything back together, and uh, they give you a little ride in their cart. And uh, you make your way down to Alawath. And scene. <laughs> I promise I'm going to stop saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's what we have for tonight. Next week, we're going to meet Alicio and Nobilis. Thank you. By the way, we yeah, hit over 100 subscribers, bad. so I'm going to... Oh, we're at 101, nice. technically 102, so cheers, y'all. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Hey, cheers. cheers I, I did open up the uh, the ADHD pick of New Rift, and it's very good. It's very sweet, though. Makes Ooh. sense, but man, man, not my, not my usual jam, but very good. That's actually, that's really good to hear. I... I would love to do a thing with New Riff, but I think what you said, Jason, has me a little bit more concerned that that it'd be tough to pick a good one. But I've had some really either... funky ones. Like some of them get really earthy and weird. Like I'd rather it be sweet than earthy and weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's either it's either really sweet or very young and earthy, which is a nice way of saying it tastes like shit. Literal dirt. Lovely. Fantastic. And on that note, I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. Thank you again for joining us tonight, and I hope to see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>